Welcome to Let's Talk, hosted by David B. Plemons, CPA, Inc. Here, we will focus on the struggle, the juggle, and everyday hustle of small business. We will be here weekly talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles. We welcome your questions and comments, so feel free to email us at admin at We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Good day, San Antonio and the world. We are here in the studios of David B. Plemons CPA, here talking to Tiffany Basakis. She is a registered dietitian, and she's here to talk to us today about healthy living and eating for small business owners, those who have the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business. Welcome, Tiffany. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on today. Excellent. We're, we want to hear, we want to hear rather about what it is we can do as business owners. You know, we're constantly being pulled in multiple directions. I mean, we're the baker, the chef, the bookkeeper, the marketer, everything. Healthy eating doesn't always seem to fall at the top of our list. Usually it falls at the very bottom. Right. That's common for a lot of people. Oh, so it's not just business right. owners. Nope. Okay. All yeah. right. So give us some tips or some ideas how we can better incorporate good eating or healthy eating without like, okay, do I have to meal prep and do I have to like, ah, oh, what do I do? Right. The first thing I think that's really important is changing your mindset. People look at nutrition as punitive. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to change this. I have to do that. Or they focus on nutrition for weight loss. Okay. Right. And then when we think about that, we think about taking away things that we like. Mm. So instead of thinking about taking away things that we like, I like for people to focus on things that they can have. Okay. Right. So Overall, as a registered dietitian, my goal is food first. I want people to eat mostly healthy food most of the time. All right. It doesn't mean that we can't ever eat the things that we really enjoy or some unhealthy things. We can incorporate those things into an overall healthy lifestyle. All right. But when you look at being busy, working, being on the go all the time, a lot of times, as you mentioned, your nutrition falls by the wayside. So it's important to look at little things that we can do over time to improve our nutrition through the foods that we choose. And a lot of times, yes, the go-to is I'm going to go get fast food or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get takeout or even, I know in this day and age, you you don't even have to go anywhere to get food. You can have food delivered to you, right? And it's not like, just pizza. Right. Uber Eats and, and all of those, those. So I tell people, I'm a registered dietitian. Mm-hmm. I'm not a magician. Mm. So I can't make you have more time in your week. But I live with my planner and I always know what my planner looks like. Mm-hmm. So if you can take a few minutes out of your week and just sit down and look at your schedule, first of all, mm-hmm. right, where do you have pockets of time where you can maybe run to the grocery store and buy a few things or even do curbside, mm-hmm. right? That's the thing now too. So how can you get your food? Yeah. First of all, your food. And then look at pockets of time in your week where you can maybe prepare some of that food. And it doesn't have to be elaborate. We don't have to make gourmet meals. We can make really basic stuff. And those things can go go far. People talk about convenience foods, right? Fast food, going to the drive-thru, running into the gas station and getting a snack. Mm -hmm. Cringeworthy. Right? Right? Cringeworthy. Yeah. My convenience foods, it's the little containers of rotisserie chicken at H-E-B or Ooh. tuna packs, salmon packs, or even some of those poke bowls that they sell at a lot of the H-E-Bs, bagged salads. Right. My convenience food, not McDonald's, 
not even Chick-fil-A, no drive-thrus, bag salads, and all the prepared veggies that they sell at the grocery store. So if you're going to take five minutes out of your day to go get a meal, Mm -hmm. then you can use that five minutes and run into H-E-B. Okay. Right? That To me, that's a good upgrade than going to a fast food place. Gotcha. And not only that. You're going to save money. Mm. Saving money is huge. People think eating healthy is expensive. Going to the doctor. Going to the doctor is expensive. Yes. Time lost at work is expensive, yes. right? Also, if you're spending $5, most people are spending way more than $5. So maybe $10, $12, $15 a day doing takeout. Yeah. Do the math on that, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be cheaper to Buy that rotisserie chicken and a bag of salad at HEB or something like that. True enough. Now, for those of our listening audience who don't have an HEB, we're talking about Kroger or Piggly Wiggly. Right. Any grocery store that has a fresh food selection or a very good, extensive, maybe vegetable selection, something like that. Or even a salad bar. A lot of grocery stores these days have salad bars. Mm -hmm. Right. I recently came back from an international travel. I was in Cuba. Mm -hmm. And in Cuba, it's Rice, beans, and meat. And don't get me wrong, that's really great for a couple days. And then you're like, oh. So as soon as I got in my car at, I, I was in Miami, I got in my rental car. First stop I made was the grocery store. I was like, where are the, where are the veggies? Right. right. I went to the salad bar. Right. And I made a salad and I put some protein in there and I was good to go. Okay. It was a great, it was a just, and it was, I think I maybe spent $7. All right. And it was just as fast as me going to a drive through or okay. something like that. I got you. And see, the challenge, I think, is that time. That's what everybody says. I don't have enough time or I just don't have the energy to do it. Whereas you're giving us hints and tips about how to make it where it's time efficient and easy to do. And ultimately, our productivity level is going to grow. Right. Because you're not sluggish. You're not missing work. Right. And that's exactly it. Another thing that I like to focus on with people is eating the right types of foods, the right portions, mm-hmm. and in at good timed intervals. Okay. So not skipping meals, eating quality, nutrient-dense foods, and eating carbohydrates. This is a big thing in our society. A lot of people, their goal is weight loss. Weight loss, I always want to lose weight, want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. But looking and and in order to do that, people have this perception that they have to do something drastic, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to go on a keto diet. I'm going to cut out this. I'm going to cut out that. But when you do that, when you eliminate carbohydrates from the diet, the brain's preferred source of energy is carbs. Mm -hmm. So when you eliminate those carbohydrates, then the brain doesn't have the adequate fuel. Mm -hmm. And if you're on the go, if you're a business owner, if you're if you need to utilize your brain, and let's be honest, yep. we all need to do that on a daily True. basis, especially if you're a business owner, right? right. And you're, you got to get through the struggle every day, then you need brain fuel. Right. So yeah, it is okay to have carbohydrates, but we want to focus on having quality, complex carbohydrates, carbohydrates that are high in fiber and fuel you mm-hmm. for a good few hours. And just case in point, I worked with a client on Sunday mm-hmm. to to do a meal plan. And we incorporated, of course, I incorporate quality complex carbohydrates. And within two days, he's reporting that he feels much better. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the brain fog at work. Right. And even his coworkers noticed it, that mm. he was more productive. Right. And people just overlook really basic things. They overlook how quality nutrition enhances your work performance, mm-hmm. the way you feel. And also super important is your sleep. If you don't make time for sleeping and for nutrition, you're just... 
Who You're said you're just going to suffer? Who said sleep is underrated? It's it's not. It's the first thing that people cut when they're busy. Right. Right. The most important things that people cut out when they're busy is healthy eating and sleep. And those are the two things that are going to keep you going the best. Mm-hmm. So that helps with your peak performance. Right. Recognizing that you need the quality food. Right. As well as the adequate amount of rest. Right. I mean, some people live on like three hours of sleep where your body is going into serious deprivation right. mode where brain fog, no matter how well you right. eat, will not work. And not only that, but that first part of your sleep is restorative sleep. And mm-hmm. then the second part of your sleep is getting you prepped for the next day. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're always in a deficit, you'll never catch up. Mm-hmm. And people think, oh, well, I'll just have some coffee. Right. Mm. Coffee is a little bit of caffeine on a daily is okay, but coffee is no replacement for sleep. Mm. That needs to be said again. Coffee is not a replacement for sleep. Coffee, caffeine, not a replacement for sleep. So we're going to talk about caffeine. We're going to segue a little bit. Let's talk about those power drinks. Let's talk about monsters and Red Bull and all those things that people take to get energized. I do not support the consumption of those energy drinks. I am supportive of a little bit of caffeine. We can look at caffeine and know that it is an ergogenic aid. That means it helps us do work. Mm -hmm. When we consume some caffeine, the brain's perception of the amount of work that we're doing is increased. So our output is a little bit higher. It can help us focus. Let's say if you have caffeine before you go to the gym, for example, you can work a little bit harder. Your metabolism will go up a little bit more. But that's caffeine in a controlled dose. And in a slightly more natural form in the sense of tea or coffee, right? And not all the added stuff, not adding sugars and creamers and fancy concoctions from some certain well-known places, right? But there's a a lot, there are a lot of chemicals in some of the the energy drinks. And we don't really know yet the detrimental long-term effects because those energy drinks haven't been on the market for that long. So we don't have long-term data of how they affect us. I do work with a sleep specialist with my other job Mm -hmm. and I, I can't, I cannot quote it, but I I can't quote her. I don't remember exactly what she was said because it was like, it was a presentation that I went to last year and she said something to the effect of the chemicals, not so much the caffeine, Mm -hmm. but the chemicals in those beverages are having detrimental effects on the brain that we're already starting to see. Wow. So a little bit of caffeine is okay, but if you want just straight up caffeine, coffee and tea is the way to go. In the sports nutrition world, people will recommend just take it in a pill form because then you know how much you're getting. True. Right. So if we take a pill, we know how much caffeine we're getting. Sometimes people come to me and they want to know about pre-workouts. I prefer coffee as a beverage. I do like it. Okay. Um, Let's be honest. Coffee and caffeine is a psychoactive substance. Mm -hmm. So caffeine is the most used psychoactive substance used on the planet. So if you like a cup of coffee, have some in the morning or have a little bit before you go work out, but not too late in the day, because if it's too late in the day, it will affect your sleep. So let's talk about exercise because, you know, you got your healthy eating. Now you have more of an insight into what that entails. You know, you should sleep. But let's talk about exercise. How is exercise so important to a small business owner? I don't have time to exercise. I'm always running here, running there. What can I do to exercise? Anything that you can do, any physical activity that you can do is beneficial. It's more benefit. If you can only do 10 minutes, 10 minutes of physical activity is more beneficial than None. Mm-hmm. It's more beneficial than sitting on the couch or sitting at your desk. Okay. Even if you get up more and you do take little measures right. throughout the day to get in extra steps like 
park further away or if you work in an office Mm -hmm. and you can walk around instead of sending that email or sending a text message if you can go see your coworker for a minute. Okay. Any little thing that you can do on your lunch break, even it doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be a structured gym workout, right. but if you can get in something structured over time, you're going to feel better. That's right? the key. The over body time. adapts. The over body time. adapts to the neurotransmitters that are being produced, the endorphins that you get out of exercise. Taking, making a habit takes mm-hmm. time, regardless of the type of habit, right? We create unhealthy habits in our life, those take time. It doesn't happen overnight, but we can also create healthy habits. Mm -hmm. They also take time. And the standard, I don't know exactly where the, I don't remember the science where this come from, but people say about three weeks. Mm -hmm. So give it three weeks. Mm -hmm. Let time for, as far as exercise is concerned, for the physiology to change, for your neurotransmitters, for your hormones to start putting out the chemicals that make you feel good. Right. And then you kind of learn to to crave it. Yeah, I haven't She's gotten like, there yet. No. I've, I've tried it maybe once or twice and I hate starting over again. Right. Then don't then don't stop. I know, but it's so easy to stop cuz just like, "Oh, I'm going to take a break day" or "Oh, I'm so sore, I don't feel like working out. It hurts." But if you don't persevere. But you can honor that, right? Okay. If you're tired, if you're sore, you can honor that, right. but take a day or two, All not right. a month or two. Oh. Right. Because the restarting, Hello. it's the same thing with healthy eating. Okay. Right. People are like, oh, I'm going to go all out or, or even that. Right. Like not doing too much too soon right. when it comes to every making improvements, every area in your life. So if you want to exercise, start with 10 minutes a day. Okay. Right. That sounds so doable. Oh, I can do 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. But if, if you came to me and I said, you know what, you're going to do two hours every day, six days a week. That's probably very overwhelming. Yes. Right. So if you can commit to something that's short, then you can build off of that and it won't be overwhelming. The same thing goes with nutrition, right? Mm -hmm. People want to go all out. I'm going to do this extreme diet. And then in a week or two weeks, they fall off because they're like, this is ridiculous. Like I can't sustain this. Mm -hmm. So if we look at making these little changes over time that we can sustain or dietary nutrition upgrades, right? Mm -hmm. Like instead of running through the drive-thru, let me run into the grocery store to get a salad from the salad bar, whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you can do. I don't, like to tell people what to do. I definitely don't mind giving ideas. Okay. But sometimes it's when working with clients, it's me asking them, where's, where are some areas that you can make improvements to your nutrition? What are you willing to do? Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you're willing to do something, you're more likely going to stick to it than me telling you what to do. Right. People don't like to be told what to do. Okay. We want to make choices on our own. Right. So tell me a little bit about how you got into this. You're passionate about it. It's quite evident. How did you get I know, into everybody it? Everybody always says that. Uh-huh. I'm just passionate about what I do because I feel like nutrition really can have an overall positive impact on your life. Mm-hmm. And just making the little changes. I love working with athletes, for example, right? Mm-hmm. But athletes are very motivated and driven. And so when you work with an athlete, they will follow your recommendations and they will get the outcomes and the desires that they want. And that's really great, Mm -hmm. but they already have a background in this health and wellness. But I find that when I work with people who are just starting out on their nutrition journey or looking to make health improvements, the smallest things Mm -hmm. can really have a profound impact. And so I think that's really helpful because we look at for, for some 
nutrition can be very daunting. Yes. You're like, I don't know where to start. I meet clients. They don't know what a carb is. They don't know what protein is. They don't know what foods have fats in them. Right. Mm -hmm. So having that, ba the basics, mm -hmm. in my opinion, knowing the basics and being able to sort through that is really, really helpful. And also i I find it really gratifying when I meet with clients or when I teach classes. I do a lot of food demos okay. when I bring really healthy meals and snacks and people eat them. Mm. Like I really, I really enjoy that. Right. Okay. I feel it's really gratifying to me. You know, I can bring people have this idea that healthy food is not tasty. Right. And then I make them a healthy, nutritious meal mm -hmm. and they like it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel that's great because it teaches people that they can eat healthy mm -hmm. and enjoy it. Right. right. So it's not that punitive thing like, oh, I'm going to take away all the food that you like. And now you're going to have to eat cardboard, cardboard. <laughs> right. Or lettuce. Right. right? Like people, have, oh, I'm going to eat lettuce now. Like it's so boring. Right. You know, like, no, we can eat way more than that. And it can okay. be so tasty. Okay. So, All right. so you've been doing this quite a while. How many years? I became a registered dietitian in 2012. Right. And through my graduate degree, I, I did my graduate degree. I worked a little bit and I was an intern. I did my internship through the University of Incarnate Word. And I was just thinking about this the other day when I was at Incarnate Word. I did a lot of food demos right. and cooking demos and recipe creation. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I still enjoy that. Okay. So I think that really set the pathway back then right. when I, I was doing uh, part of my rotation were with H-E-B, right. actually, and we did a lot of food demos okay. using yeah their products. Excellent, excellent. So we're going to take a little journey because you also have a YouTube channel yes. called Dope Kitchen. Yes. Let's talk about that. What is Dope Kitchen? Dope Kitchen is a YouTube channel. It's called Dope Kitchen Recipes for Recovery, and the demographic that we target, or our niche, is addicts in recovery from substance use disorder. Mm. However, all of the recipes that we provide on Dope Kitchen are healthy for everybody, but it's a little bit of twist on the conversation that we would have and some of the reasonings why I choose certain foods okay. as they relate to recovery okay. from substance use disorder. But like I said, any of those recipes that we have on this, on the channel are, are healthy for everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's me as the registered dietitian. And then I have my co-host who's, he's the funny guy. I'm the nerd and he's the funny guy. So people go for a little bit of nutrition education and a little bit of, comedic a relief. little bit of com comedic relief. But also we do talk about some very serious stuff yeah. because addiction and addiction recovery is a really serious topic and you don't realize it, but it affects so many people. True. So many people. True. So, and it's, it's, there's a stigma around addiction, of course. Right. So a lot of people don't talk about it, but when you start getting into the weeds, you're like, wow, it's really has, it really affects a lot of people. So now being this nutritionist that you are, what's your hustle, your juggle and your struggle with your business to make it grow, to make it successful? Where do you see it going? I'm always on the move and I love being, I love being able to I would love to expand my practice to reach more people okay. where I'm do I do work a lot of one-on-one -on -one with clients, mm -hmm. but I also really like to teach. And I love teaching, as I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. groups, mm -hmm. because that way there you can work. I love working one-on-one -on -one with, with clients. Don't get me wrong. But in that hour or 
whatever the time frame may be, I'm yeah. meet, meeting one person. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I do groups, mm-hmm. then I can reach more people in that same amount of time. Okay. So being able to go out and teach people to how to make healthy choices, how to improve their life and their overall well-being through teaching and just being reasonable okay. when it comes to your nutrition. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> well, that's a really good question. I honestly, I, I'm always on the go. Okay. So I see myself still being on the go. I All don't right. see my passion changing. I do as of course, we just talked about Dope Kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy working in recovery from substance use disorder. Mm-hmm. So I would like to continue down that path a little bit. Okay. But I also like the the wellness side of things. Right. So I see just expanding in those areas altogether. Okay. I love sports nutrition. So I continue doing a lot of learning in that area. Right. I recently, I started classes this week at Harvard Extension. What? I'm taking a motivation class. It's a psych class. Where do you find time listening to your schedule? Where do you find the time? I do a lot of reading. Okay. I, I went cold turkey on TV watching. Whoa. No more, no more. Wow. I, a couple weeks ago, I, I found myself, I was getting to the habit. I would get home at night and I just want to turn my brain off and watch something on Netflix, right? Like we, this is very common. A lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. And then as I, as the semester was getting closer to starting, I said, okay, you have a pile of books that you just ordered mm-hmm. for your class this semester. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, I have a pile of books for school. I have a pile of books that I want to read for my own self, okay. right? all nutrition related stuff. Of course. Um, and I used to say, you know what? You're, if you watch Netflix, this isn't going to get done. Okay. So you're done. TV is done. I haven't turned my TV on in weeks and I sit at night and I read. And a part of that, that class is, it's a lot of reading. Okay. It's a lot of reading and it's motivation, right? right? So it's learning how to inspire others. I'm inspired to try and do something different. I'm not sure what yet, but maybe that small nutritional step. Yes. Because that's key. I think, you know, you hit it right on the head because most business people are always overwhelmed by the big things. Right. And they like, okay, well, I'm not going to sleep tonight because I got this project to do. I got this proposal that I need to write. Right. Oh, man. But now Joe didn't call in. He called in. I got to make sure I got this covered and that covered. And what about the supplies and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, their nutrition goes down, their sleep goes down, everything. Right. Right. But if you don't take time to take care of yourself now, Mm -hmm. it's going to impact you negatively later. I have a client that never sleeps, Mm. never sleeps. And he has complained about a shoulder injury for the longest time. But we know that sleep deprivation affects these nagging, like nagging injuries, Mm -hmm. right? Like we don't, a lot of times people don't factor in their sleep or their sleep quality, Right. right? And then when we start sleeping more and we start eating better, then some of those issues Disappear. They just kind of go away. Yeah. And Pete, what I find is that people always want a diagnosis, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. What's wrong with me? Like, we all, like, people want something to be wrong with them because they want an answer, mm-hmm. right? But the answer really could be maybe let's just improve nutrition, mm-hmm. improve your level of activity or right. increase your level of activity mm-hmm. and maybe sleep a little bit more. Those three things. Right? Like, I ask people all the time, I can ask you right now, if you eat healthy, how do you feel? Phenomenal. Right? Mm -hmm. If you sleep well, how do you feel? Oh, phenomenal. So when you feel phenomenal, how does that affect your work productivity? Oh, it goes out the roof. Right? Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that you could find some time. I I tell people sometimes at some point you have to say no. No. Powerful word, isn't it? Right? 
powerful. Right. Sometimes you just have to say no. Right. And if you don't say no now, it's going to negatively impact you later. Your health is going to crumble Mm. and or you're going to get burnt out. Mm hmm. So and burnt out is never good. Right. Never good. Then your then your business won't be successful. True. Right. And if you're the only one running your business, obviously you need help. And the help could be the fact that you are now better taking care of yourself so you can recognize you need help. Right. Because a lot of times as business owners, if you're a sole proprietor or even a one person LLC, you're like, I have to do it all. Mm-hmm. But you don't mm-hmm. have to do it all. But you have to have clarity of mind, presence of mind, and recognize you can't do it all. But if you're burning the candles at both uh, right. ends, not enough sleep, not right. enough nutrition. And then people get sick and yes. and they don't feel good. And mm-hmm. yeah, your immunity goes down. Definitely. And as far as nutrition is concerned, you know, we've talked about these little maybe going to stopping in places. But there are so many little things that's such a general word, but there are a lot of other things that we can do as well, right? Maybe, maybe you don't have time. Maybe you legitimately don't have time to cook food, but maybe you can find a meal prep company that can do it for you. Yeah. Or you can go to uh, some other of those businesses that do it for you. Mm-hmm. And, and also with food, we can, most people, we eat food because we like it. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is sometimes we have to eat food because it's fuel. Right. And so if we if we go in with the mindset that food is fuel, then it's okay if we're not having a gourmet meal every day or if it's not the most flavorful, brain-rewarding type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, today I'm just going to eat this basic thing because I need fuel. Right. And it's easy to make. I'm going to take a can of beans, a packet of tuna, and whatever veggies that you might have on hand and just mix it together. Right. Like it doesn't sound the most appealing thing, but you know what? what? It's, it's fuel. Right. It's just a, it's just a bowl of stuff, Mm -hmm. right? That's going to be nutritious and fuel you. Right. Right. Far better than a burger from McDonald's or whatever. Right. Right. So just doing sometimes little things like that, super simple, Mm -hmm. right. To the point. Mm -hmm. And then when you have more time, if you want to make something a little bit more elaborate, by all means do so. I always tell people when I do dope kitchen, when I do my cooking demos, Mm -hmm. I tell them, listen, guys, I'm not a gourmet chef. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's important that you know that, I don't have all the techniques in the kitchen. My knife skills, not that great. Okay. But you know what? I feel that's important for people to know because I don't want people to look at me and think, oh, well, this girl makes food all the time and she seems that she's probably super healthy and I just don't have the skill set for that. Neither do I. I've just done it over the years. Right. right? So that's important because if we think of healthy eating, we want we don't want to have that to be a barrier. Mm -hmm. Right. We want to remove those barriers. If somebody thinks that you're a gourmet chef and you're making these elaborate meals all the time, people are like, I don't have time for that. Right. I don't have 600 ingredients in my house. I have five things in my fridge right now. What can I do with that? Right? Right. So it's important to be able to just know that. You don't have to be a gourmet chef. Mm -hmm. You can just throw some things together, learn about food flavors and food combos that you like, throw it together and and get on with it. So what are some staples for someone who has this lifestyle that's like, okay, grab and go. It's a grab and go mentality. What are some staples they should have? One of my favorite things to do is do what I call a home salad bar. I love vegetables. Mm -hmm. You cannot go wrong with vegetables. I always tell people eat more plants. That does not mean become a vegan or vegetarian. By all means, eat the meat. I eat meat too, but incorporate more plants into your life. So I always have veggies chopped in my fridge. Okay. I can do a couple things with those veggies. I can throw them into a bowl and make a salad. I can throw them into a pan and make a, like a stir fry. I can throw them into a pan and throw some eggs on there, mm-hmm. right? 
Once you chop all the veggies, you have them and putting them into a bowl and making a salad is super fast. Mm -hmm. So I'll do that. I have all my veggies prepped and I will usually have some type of protein for the week. Typically, I get wild caught salmon every week Mm -hmm. and I'll bake it or I'll buy the tuna packs, salmon packs, maybe some chicken. I always have eggs on hand. Always, always, always. And the I always have beans on hand, Mm. a can of beans. So usually... Cans will, uh, can of beans, or if I, if I take the time and make them in my pressure cooker, then I have the, the made ones. Yeah. But typically beans are, I use beans as a complex carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. And once in a while I'll use beans with a dairy based product, like oh. cottage cheese or tzatziki, like that Greek or like a Greek yogurt. yogurt. And I'll do like a Mediterranean style. And okay. that will be my protein. Beans have protein and they have carbohydrates so they okay. can double. Wow. Right. And then I'll use dairy. I love dairy. So I, I use dairy. Um, so those are some things that I always keep on hand okay. always. And then if I'm in, in a pinch on the go, just throw it in a bowl. I, I have a salad in my, car right now right waiting I, on I, it. I it took me five minutes to put everything in the bowl i put it in the thing put it in my car and drove over here and when i'm done here i'm gonna eat it and then go to the gym okay so i don't have to make a stop anywhere i don't have to go i'm not in a pinch right, right? like i have it and i have an ice pack gotcha. and i carry and people ask me they're like do you carry a, a, an ice pack with you all the time when you're i'm like yeah i do mm-hmm. like it's a habit you vet you make time for what you value, yes. right? And if you value your health, then you can make five minutes in the morning to to throw something together in a bowl. Let's talk about what a healthy plate looks like. You know, you talked about your carbs, you talked about your protein, you talked about your vegetables. I mean, you have what they call meatless Mondays sometimes, right. commercialized. Right. Then you have thirsty Thursdays where it's more liquid-based or more protein liquid-based or something like that. Well, what does a healthy plate really look like? Overall, the I do a lot of meal plans for people. I do a lot of calculations. I know what healthy plate looks like for my own self. I don't have to weigh or measure anything. So my recommendations, this is if I work with a client, of course, I'm going to customize for them. But overall, what I find for I'm going to say this kind of slowly in case anybody wants to jot it down. So get your pens, paper ready. As a female, typically females are a little bit smaller than men, so we need a little bit less calories. So what I find works for females is about three to four ounces of quality lean protein at mealtime. Or if you're looking at a plate, because we eat off of a round plate, about a fourth of your plate should be filled with a quality lean source of protein. So chicken breast, Lean ground turkey, ground beef, a grass-fed beef. Mm-hmm. The s- salmon, I like, I said, I prefer wild-caught salmon. So a quality source of lean protein. And then a fourth of your plate should be a quality source of complex carbohydrates. Or for another measurement that you could do is about a half of a cup okay. for women. Or if you're looking at like a sweet potato, a lot of people like sweet potatoes, like a little, uh, a medium-sized sweet potato, baked sweet potato or some other potatoes. And... That can be a quality source of complex carbohydrates, any whole grain item, Mm -hmm. brown rice. You can do um, oatmeal, quinoa, barley, also any type of beans. Beans are my first go-to when it comes to complex carbohydrates. Even things like we live in South Texas. People like 
tacos. Mm -hmm. So you can have a taco, mm -hmm. but you could put it on a corn tortilla. Mm -hmm. A corn tortilla is considered a whole grain item. Mm -hmm. So that would be a nutritional upgrade. Instead of having a, a taco on flour tortillas, then you can have those tacos on corn tortillas, right? right? So we're getting a whole grain item there. And then the rest of your plate, the recommendations from the USDA are have your half of your plate be veggies and fruit. Mm -hmm. But my recommendation is Fill that plate with veggies, mm -hmm. save your fruit for dessert, or have it later on in the day as a snack. Oh. And then having water with your meal, right. right, staying properly hydrated throughout the day. If you're a little bit dehydrated, you might not feel it, but your energy levels and your productivity, your cognitive function will decrease. Yes. So not only having water at mealtime, but throughout the day mm -hmm. and then there is, if you look at the USDA guidelines or the, the MyPlate guidelines, there's a little circle for milk. Yeah. But my recommendation is drink water throughout the day, drink water at mealtime and, and have dairy as a snack, like in the form of yogurt, Greek yogurt or mm -hmm. kefir, so that you're getting those probiotics. And then right. you can have a snack later on in the day. So half of your plate should be veggies, right. a fourth quality complex carbohydrates, and a fourth can be a source of lean protein. Use a little bit of healthy fat when cooking, olive oil. Uh, let's talk about healthy fats. That's yes. always confusing because you have your monosaturated, your polyunsaturated. You know, what is a polyunsaturated versus a monosaturated? What we want to stay away from when it comes to fats are the trans fats. All These right. are the fats that food manufacturers like mm -hmm. because they increase the shelf life of food. Mm -hmm. So if we think of traditional foods that stay on the shelf forever, typically people People will say, oh, a Twinkie, right? Like any of those highly palatable processed foods yeah. are typically made with trans fats. Right. Although food manufacturers are changing their recipes because we know that we don't need those fats. Right. So people are shying away from them more and more. Right. And then the other type of saturated fat is we know that if we have too much saturated fat for most of the population, mm -hmm. it can increase our risk for developing some type of cardiovascular disease. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to have too, a little bit of saturated fat is okay, right. especially if you're getting it from some, th this is really controversial for some people. So I, sometimes I, I don't like to talk about these things, but if you look at the evidence, right? Mm -hmm. We know that too much saturated fat can increase our risk for developing heart disease. Right. And the reason that I say that people don't like that is because there are some people that can eat a lot of saturated fat and be okay with it, especially if they're super active, if they have adequate fiber in the diet. And the other thing is people like coconut oil. Mm -hmm. I don't know where coconut oil got this thing, but it's like a thing. And like people want to put coconut oil in everything and they want to drink it and swish their mouth out with it or whatever. Coconut oil coffee. is like 90. Yes. Right. Having saturated fat in your coffee, that's uh, maybe not a nutrient dense breakfast, yeah. right? Where you could, instead of doing that, instead of having saturated fat for breakfast, you could totally take that out, have some eggs, have some spinach, have some tomatoes on a corn tortilla, right? Uh -huh. And there you have it. You would have a far more nutrient dense and, and filling. palatable. Yes, one. it would be more palatable yeah. and you would feel fueled for a couple hours right. and you'd feel satiated because you actually ate, right? You went through that physical process of eating. Mm -hmm. And we know that that physical process of eating increases the level of satiety versus just drinking, right? right? So when we think of our healthy fats, some healthy fats, your go-to healthy fats avocados, nuts, seeds, olive oil. Mm -hmm. Some of the fats that we find in a Mediterranean style diet, like the olive oil, walnuts, flax seeds, flax seed oil, I should say. Yeah. Flax seeds, unless they're ground, we don't really 
process them. Yeah, we don't really process them. Chia seeds. Chia seeds and some of the nuts and seeds also have a little bit of protein, some fiber, insoluble fiber Mm -hmm. in nuts, and then soluble fiber in chia seeds. Okay. So incorporating a little bit of all of that every day Mm -hmm. is really beneficial, and it helps you feel I feel really good about myself when I eat a really nutrient-dense meal. I feel like my brain is like, oh, thank you so much. You did a good thing today. You know? And I, and for me, that's very rewarding. Yes. You know? Right. I, I went out. You. I, I, I worked the other night. And we had a little function. And I they typically choose some places that are, you know, it's just a social event. Right. And I went and I, I ordered a bowl of beans with pulled pork. I'm in Texas, right? Like, so I'm like, okay, I had some protein mm-hmm. and I had a bowl of beans. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Compared to some of the things that you can order when you're out, like nachos and chicken wings and whatever, yeah. that bowl of beans really hit the spot. I was right. like, you know what? I feel good about this. Right. With the pulled pork. With the pulled pork. Yes. But a little bit, you know, yeah. is better than eating nachos covered in cheese. I agree. And cheese probably wasn't real cheese. It was right. oil. Right. Or processed. Right. Right. A processed exactly. item. Right. right. Or some people will call uh, highly palatable foods are the foods that we find in packages yeah. that have this trifecta typically of sugar, salt and fat mm-hmm. that highlight the reward pathways of the brain. And people really like them. Mm-hmm. So they want to eat more of them. And when we look at those packaged foods, processed foods, a lot of people will not even call them food. It's food like products. Yeah. Right. Like okay. what are some of those ingredients in a Dorito? Right. We don't even really know, right? Or in a Twinkie. Right. Oh, in a Twinkie, right? Like, okay. yeah, no. No doubt. No. no doubt. So, for our audience, what's three things you'd like to leave them with before we get off the air? What are the three things? My goal is for always for people to know to eat a nutrient-dense, varied diet. Eating mostly healthy food most of the time. People have this idea like chicken, broccoli, and rice is a healthy meal. I'm just going to eat that every day, every meal. That's fine. You can eat that, but you can have some variety. Change it up. Don't eat the same source of protein every day. Don't eat the same veggies every day. Don't eat the same fruits every day. Mm -hmm. We can have our go-tos. Like my first recommendation when it comes to fruit is go get some berries. That's Mm -hmm. great. But you don't have to eat berries all day, every day. Change it up. Do something different that you like. So focusing on eating mostly healthy foods most of the time, Mm -hmm. we live life. We eat food because we like it. So if you are going to go out and eat something unhealthy or if you want something unhealthy, honor that, but don't make it a regular thing, Mm -hmm. right? Teach the brain that you can eat healthy food regularly. And the more you do it, the more that pathway will be set for it to become second nature. Like an 80-20 rule, you know, 80% good, 20% bad. Something that, Yeah. yeah. And also... Actually, I'm glad that you said that, good or bad, right? Okay. Because I like to look at food as tr- – I try to f- have people think about food as being neutral okay. because when we look at food as good or bad, mm-hmm. it changes our relationship with that and food, it's right? emotional. Yes, it's emotional. Like mm-hmm. if we tell ourselves this is bad or we can't have it, typically we want it. And mm-hmm. not only do we want it, but we want more of it, mm-hmm. right? And then when we eat that bad food – I'm doing air quotes right now – when we eat that bad food – then we feel bad, yeah. right? As if we did something wrong. And when we feel bad, what happens? Feel guilty, you yeah. want to eat more. We right. And we yeah. go to that back we go back to that coping mechanism of eating. Right. Right. So it kind of chips and chocolate. Right. It it kind of creates this negative cycle, right? right? So if you sometimes I find too taking away restrictions around food, yeah. at first it's really weird, right? But then when we look at it, we're like, oh, I don't this is not such a forbidden food anymore. Mm-hmm. And because 
of that, like I don't need to eat it all the time. Right. right? So at first that transition is a little bit weird, mm -hmm. but we live in a diet culture. Mm -hmm. People focus on dieting, dieting, dieting. Oh, I gained weight. I have to lose it. I gained weight. I have to lose it. But what if we do what I recommended mm -hmm. and eat mostly healthy food most of the time, right. incorporate res regular physical activity, right? And, and sleep. And sleep, right? And then our body's getting what we need. Yeah. And then maybe naturally yeah. what might happen because we're eating mostly healthy food, not too much of it, getting physical activity and sleeping mm -hmm. where our body is repairing and restoring and recovering, then maybe if your goal is weight loss, yeah. just maybe that will happen, sure. right? So getting away from this idea that I always have to be on a diet or cycling through things yeah. and improving your relationship with food yeah. can have long-term beneficial effects. True enough. So and then your productivity automatically goes right, up. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm just ranting right now about oh, nutrition. Just a, bit, just a bit. But you think about it, though. If you're that entrepreneur, you're that small business owner, you're trying to be on top of your game. You're trying to beat the competition, so to speak. You're trying to get whatever edge there is in your industry, in your line of work or whatever. Right. And sometimes nutrition's health is one of the last right. things. You think about how can I beat the competition with this marketing scheme or that particular product edge or something. When nutrition, health, your own body taking care of it right. is your competitive edge. Right. And, and just think, if you're eating healthy and you don't have that brain fog, mm -hmm. right, maybe these ideas or new things will come to you or you'll figure out the solution or you'll have the energy to finish that project or proposal or you'll Whatever. maybe you'll be more productive and mm -hmm. more creative. You right. know, you never know how it's right. going to positively impact you. Right. But just like you said, you know, you eat healthy, you feel better. Yes. And that's going to pay dividends. Very much so. so. Very much so. Well, we want to thank Tiffany Batsakis for coming in and telling us about the benefits of healthy nutrition, sleep, as well as physical activity. Tiffany, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Could you tell us one more time your YouTube channel before we sign off? Yes. The name of my YouTube channel is called Dope Kitchen. It's mm. a little play on words. It's also colloquial, right? Because yes. things are dope. That means they're cool. And we do cool things on Dope Kitchen. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. Dope yeah. Kitchen on YouTube. Yes. Could you spell your last name for me? Yes. My first name is Tiffany. My last name is Batsakis, B-A-T-S-A-K-I-S. -S. So you can look for it under Tiffany Batsakis. Or, or you can find me on Instagram as Tiffany Batsakis. Okay. And then if you go to YouTube and look up Dope Kitchen, just type in Dope Kitchen and you can find that. Right. So yes. there you have it. So we look forward to you connecting with Tiffany. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at PlemonsCPA.com. And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.